Welcome to the Effortless Swimming Podcast, the show that helps swimmers and triathletes love the water, become a better swimmer, and live a better life. Here's your host, Brenton Ford. Welcome to this week's episode of the Effortless Swimming Podcast. I want to start this episode off by telling you a story about how I accidentally joined a search party looking for myself. It was 10 years ago and a friend of mine and an athlete that I was coaching at the time, Matt, he was training for the English Channel. And I wanted to help him out and also get a bit of experience in the cold water by joining him for some of his open water swims where he had to get adapted to the cold. So myself, Matt, and another friend of ours, Wendy, we went for a swim in the bay in Melbourne. And we left from this place called the Brighton Baths. Now, if you don't know what the Brighton Baths are, it's a, it's kind of like a gym, which has got showers, steam room, and they've also got this pier that goes out and around. So it's this sort of closed closed square pier that you can, you can swim in there that's protected from any boats or anything like that. So you can kind of do laps in this pier. But in the corner of this pier, you have got this fence that runs around it, this metal wire fence, but there's a gap in the fence. So if you wanna go out and swim further out, go around the poles that are nearby, go a bit longer, you can go out through this little gap in the fence. So we go to the Brighton Bars, we're all changed. It's about 10 degrees Celsius in the water. It's the middle of winter, it's bloody freezing. And we all go out just in our swimmers, in our bathers, so we're not wearing wetsuits. Now, I'm not great in the cold and Wendy and Matt knew this, but I'm a strong swimmer, I'm comfortable out there and I kind of know, I know my limits. So we head out there, we swim out to the second pole. So this is probably 600 meters to 800 meters away. We get out there and then we we stop and we all decide, all right, well, let's swim to the to the pole that's closest to the, to the Brighton Baths. So we all stop there and then I'm starting to get a little bit cold and I said to them, all right, I'm, I'm getting a bit cold. I'm going to head in on this one and so they decided all right well you know we'll we'll head in as well because it was was windy it was choppy it was there wasn't very good visuals because there was quite a bit of swell and chop so you couldn't really see further than a couple of meters around you aside from being able to see the brighton baths so with other swimmers you couldn't really see where they they were so we start heading in towards the the brighton baths so it's about 200 meters between the pole and the baths and we start swimming in and then I'm swimming for 60, 70 meters and I realize I can't see Matt and Wendy around me. I stop and I look around and I, I can't see them. Like, oh, I've, I've kind of got to head in because I'm getting really cold here. So I don't want to be caught out here in my bathers. It's 10 degrees in the water and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna get too cold if I stick around. So I just keep swimming in towards, the, towards where the pier is and I duck in through the, the gap and make my way back to, to land. And I, I grab my towel and I'm looking out and I can see that Matt and Wendy are swimming around near where this pole is, about 200 meters from the shore. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. I thought we'd, like we decided to, to swim in together and, and call it a day, but they were still out there. And I thought, oh, that's odd. Maybe they just decided that they wanna keep on going. I was really cold at this point. It was really starting to get to my core. So I, I just headed in towards the showers and I started getting changed, having a shower and, and warming up and just thought, okay, well, if they want to keep swimming, no worries, I'll just get changed while they're doing that. Then I come back out after getting changed and the lifeguard who's there and the people on the front desk there, they've got this worried look on their face. And well, this is a bit weird, what's, what's going on? And 
I asked them what's happening and they said, oh, yeah, some, some swimmers are out there and they, they ran into another swimmer out there that had a red cap on and he was in, he was, he was in, in trouble and now they can't find him. Oh, geez, okay, that's that's weird. I didn't know there was anyone else out there. I didn't really see anyone when we were swimming, but okay, so that that's, makes sense why they're out there. They're looking for this swimmer in the red cap. This episode of the podcast is proudly brought to you by our sponsor, Form Smart Swim Goggles. They're more than a pair of goggles. Meet the world's most powerful swim platform. See yourself improve with Form Smart Swim Goggles, including a free one-year membership when you purchase your goggles for only $249 US dollars. They've currently changed up their offer where you can now get the goggles and you have one year membership included for free. And if you'd like to continue with the membership going forwards, it's only 15 US dollars a month, where you get access to their workouts, training plans, and custom workout builder. But you'll always have access to the real-time data in the goggles, so you never lose access to that. My favorite thing about the form goggles is having the instant feedback of what times you're doing, what stroke rate you're doing, and also the ability to see what your heart rate is. Because never before have we been able to have these immediate feedback heads up display where it's actually telling you what your intervals are. So when I wear the goggles in training, I like that I know my split for the first 50 and the 100 and the 150. So every single lap I'm getting that feedback on what my pace is. And I find it's such an important tool for being able to not only have different gears where you can switch between the different speeds that you wanna swim, but it helps you develop those gears and it helps you intuitively know how fast you need to go to before you're going to blow up or before you're going to go a little bit too hard. So it helps you just get really good at judging your pace for when you do go to a race. And even if you're not wearing the goggles in a race, it's that intuition and that ability to develop your pacing that these goggles can really help with. To get your pair of form goggles and save 15% off, use our link formswim.com forward slash effortless or use the coupon effortless at checkout. And that will get you 15% off your pair of goggles using our special link formswim.com forward slash effortless or the code effortless at checkout. And they had come in while I was in the shower, Matt and Wendy had come in to the sort of front desk, they'd run down the, the pier and told them, we've lost, a, we've lost a swimmer out there or there's a swimmer that we can't find like called triple zero, which is our emergency response number. And we, you know, we need to get the ambulance here. We might need to get the police here. So let's, you know, just let them know what's going on. And so I'm just going, okay, this is really, really strange. So I'm, I'm waiting there and I can see Matt and Wendy are out in the water and there's the swimming round, just kind of swimming in circles, looking for this swimmer, obviously. And then the police arrive and the people on the front desk relay what's going on. And I'm just sort of watching this this unfold, and yeah, I can't get back in the water because I was I was just getting too too cold, so I, I didn't get a chance to chat to Matt and Wendy. And then the ambulance arrives, and then we also see this fire truck arrive, and I start, and then I start to see these emergency rescue divers arrive as well. And I'm like, oh, this is pretty, this is pretty serious. This is a, a big rescue and, you know, like seeing everything swing to action here. So then I see Wendy hop out at the end of the pier. She climbs out of the water and she's running down the, the pier. And then she grabs this kayak that was off to the, to the side and she grabs a kayak and heads out immediately. So I didn't get a chance to wave her down and go and chat to her to go you know, ask her what's going on here like who did you see out there that, that needs rescuing that you couldn't find 
Now, I talked about the swimmer in the red cap that was lost out there. I was wearing a maroon cap and it didn't click <laughs> that, that that could possibly be seen as a, as a red cap. So, uh, I, so I was kind of standing in the, in the gym area. She was running down the pier. She grabs this kayak and takes it out and, and is immediately paddling around. And now as she was paddling out, there's this helicopter that comes overhead and it's starting to look around the water and it's starting to hover over where we were swimming and around the pier, obviously looking for this swimmer that had been lost. And in the meantime, I'm chatting to the policemen. I'm just saying, yeah, I was out there swimming with them. I didn't see a swimmer, but you know, I'm guessing that they they did. So the whole time I'm chatting to the to the policemen and letting them that I, I don't know any more than than they do really. And then this all all of this from the point that we got that I that I was lost out there to to this point, it's about 45 minutes. And so I, I walk out to the end of the pier and. Wendy is probably 50 meters away and she's looking up from this kayak and she kind of squints her eyes and she looks up at me and she starts to paddle over and she sees me standing there on the pier and I, I see her head drop down and she goes, oh no. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? And she goes, we're looking for you. I thought, oh my God, <laughs> this, is, this is bad. How on earth? All right, well, first of all, I've got to go and tell the policeman that I'm the one that they're looking for, the policeman I've been chatting to for the last half an hour. And so I go over to him and I say, I just spoke to Wendy. She said that they were looking for me. And he's like, well, what are you talking about? Are you sure? Are you, are you sure that you're looking for? And I said, yeah. Like, And so Wendy came over and started chatting to the policeman and they realized that it was a, just a case of miscommunication and missed timing with us not seeing e each other when they had come in and I was I was there. So the policeman then wraps it all up and the helicopter goes home, the rescue divers pack up, the fire trucks go home, the ambulance goes home and we go back to the, well, and then Matt as well comes in and he, he was going through in his head like, oh man, what am I going to tell Brent's parents? What am I, what am I going to say to them? Like, I feel responsible for this because I'm the one training for the channel and, you know, I invited him to this swim and you know, it's, I feel like it's my fault that, that this has happened. And so he's been, he's been stressing for the last 45 minutes thinking that, that I've somehow passed away and, and he's got to tell my parents something. So he was, he was just explaining all this to me. And then we just go to the, the steam room to, to warm up because by this point they are freezing cold and he's, yeah, he's been out there on the kayak in really, really cold weather and windy weather, just just looking for me, but having to put up with the with the cold because you know, what else are you going to do? So we're sitting there, and then these two these two older guys are kind of having a bit of a a, a go at us because of everything that's happened, and you know, we just what have we got to say? You know, it's like yeah, that was like I don't know how that happened. And we're just kind of looking back, going, man, how how do we miss this? So long story short, uh, Matt ended up training for the channel, made it. He was the fastest Australian swimmer that year in 2013, and uh, but that was that was the last open water cold water swim that I I did with him at that time. And in hindsight, I can see where I could have we could have done a lot better just in terms of communication and communication out there and planning things better so that all these emergency services didn't have to get in involved and it was, it was really embarrassing as well to like to be 
the reason that all of this stuff had to get called out. But you know, thankfully, obviously, nothing nothing happened. But it was it was still quite embarrassing for all of that to to go down when it was just a case of miscommunication. But the the reason I tell this story is because quite often when we're in the middle of things, it's hard to see the forest from the trees, and often there's a really obvious answer that's in front of us for the questions that we're that we're wanting to answer and the problems we're wanting to to solve. So I was thinking of that with my swimming at the moment. It's like where where are the obvious things? What am I what am I not seeing here that if I just looked at things a little bit differently, where where are the opportunities there? And so for for me that was number one strength. So I've been going to Kiza gyms for I think about 18 months now. And we do some testing there with you know strength testing, and there's quite a few areas where I'm like oh, I'm fairly fairly weak. So you you do this back strength test, and I'm in the I was in the lowest like bottom ten percent of of back strength, and I've had a lot of uh, back issues over the last couple of years, and it's only been the last sort of twelve months where I've actually started to work on this where my back strength has improved dramatically and it's been about 12 months since I last hurt my back essentially. So that was a really obvious one where you know, I kept injuring my back, but it was because my my back and core strength was nowhere near what it should be, but it was just kind of staring me in the face. And it wasn't until I addressed it that I was actually able to to improve it. And so, and the other one that that's really clear too is with this EO Swim Better, the the devices where you can measure your, your force and the direction of that force. I've got, a, I'm pretty low with the propulsive forces. So those forces that are moving me forwards, it's around 37%, I think, which is just too low, really. It should be, ideally, we kind of want it to be above 50. And I've seen Roland Schumann, he's, he's pulling numbers like 70 or 77% propulsive forces. So, to me, that's that's a really obvious answer as to what I should focus on is focusing on a better catch and pull so where more of those forces are going backwards towards my feet rather than in a downwards direction towards the floor, towards the, the ground. So there's a few things that when I just sort of sat back, analyzed it, looked at it a little differently, what are those those things that are just staring me in the face? So my, my question to you is, is there something like that in your in your swimming or in your life that is an obvious answer that you just haven't been able to see because when we're in the thick of things, it can be hard to, to realize those. So well, I'll wrap up the podcast there. Thanks for listening to it. And next time you're going cold water swimming with someone, don't make the mistake I did and uh, not be clear with your communication because uh, that was not a, not a fun experience to go through. But uh, we certainly learned a, a lesson there and often... It's experiences like that where you can really take a lot from. And if you, but if you can kind of fast track that process by not having to go through it and learning the lesson from someone else, well, that's always a, a, a benefit and a bonus. So thanks for listening to, uh, to this episode. I'll see you next week with another episode. If you did enjoy it and you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, one thing I'd ask you to do is leave a review. And if you know someone is looking to improve their swimming, pass on this episode, share it with them. That's all I ask. Thanks very much for listening to the podcast. See you next week. 
Thanks for listening to the Effortless Swimming Podcast. If you'd like us to help you become a faster, more efficient swimmer, go to www.effortlessswimming.com.